Welcome to a Spotlight on Real Estate, brought to you by Modus Investments. This is the podcast where we talk all things real estate. Thanks for joining us again. Along with my partner, Chris Jackman, my name is Tony Rodriguez, and we have a great show for you today. Today, we have Chris Folgman with Folgman Financial. Chris, can you tell us a little bit about you, about yourself and why you got into financial advising? Well, hi. Thank you, Tony. Um, as we've, we've spoke before, um, I think the biggest reason I got into financial planning was um, when I was in college, I was at Michigan State, and uh, I got a phone call from my dad, and he told me that um, you need to come home. We're having a family meeting. And so... I was concerned about it, but I kind of knew what was going on because my uh, counselor was telling me we had some bills that were due um, at school. So when I got home, I found out that my mom had been late on the mortgage a couple months and they were about ready to lose their home and I had to pull out of college because there's no dollars left for me to go to school. So I thought, oh, this is a great time to learn how to learn finance, get in the business school and figure out how this won't ever happen to me in the future. So that's how it really started. Um, and, and I've been on that road ever since it's now 23 years I've been in the business. That, that's an, that's an incredible way to find yourself in the career that you, you are right now. Wow. Um, so being a financial advisor, you know, I, I've, I've talked to you, I, I need to, you know, talk with a financial advisor and figure out what I'm going to do, you know, for the next, you know, 20 years and, and hopefully, you know, be able to, uh, you know, retire, you know, in my, in my early sixties. Um, you know, I've talked to some, you know, some other guys in the industry where, you know, we swing a hammer for years and they're thinking about working into their, you know, seventies. And, and I hope that I'm never in that situation. So, you know, when I plan on talking to a financial advisor, you know, of course, I can, you know, Google and, and, you know, come up with Edward Jones and Morgan Stanley. And what is the difference? You know, what, what would I find different about talking with them versus talking with you? Well, I think, and, and one of the big core concepts behind what I do is I got started in the business with uh, American Express uh, many years ago. And one thing that I learned from American Express that I've used to this day, and it's a valuable tool, is, and I've, the way I kind of explain it to my clients is, um, how many of us are comfortable enough um, to hop in a car, go on a two-week adventure across the country, not know where we're going, where we're staying, how many of us would be willing to do that? Um, and when I usually ask people, the, the odds are that kind of goes outside of our comfort zone. I know for me, myself, at my age now, sleeping in my car is not something that really interests me. So we usually have a plan in place. We decide where we want a vacation. We set up hotels. No different than in financial planning. Um, I believe the whole uh, concept of having a, a plan in place, using that plan to, to track where we're going, what some of our goals are, what some of our dreams are, and really use that to kind of focus on how we get there. So, and what is alarming, Tony, is the statistic shows 95% of Americans do not have a plan in place. Um, and they want to talk about all the other things. And we can go into that or not, depending on how you kind of want to go down this road. So I'll let you take the next <laughs> question. I, I really, I really like your analogy of that. You know, I, 
we, we plan for months when we go on trips, you know, and, and even, even if we're going to go camping, which I'm not a fan of camping, <laughs> unless there's a really thick air mattress, but even when we go camping, there's a ton of planning involved with it, you know? So I, I, I really, I really love the analogy of, yeah, this is one of the, the, the biggest, you know, trips of your lifetime. Why aren't we thinking about it? Why aren't we planning for it? And what are some of the first steps? So what are some of the first steps that you would, you know, you would advise me to do? Well, what we typically do is we start from the basics. Um, it's no bit different than in construction, having a, a good foundation to a house is the most important part before you get started on, the, you know, figuring out what, you know, carpet or wallpaper you're going to put in the house. Um, financial planning is the same. Having understanding where your money's coming in and where it's going out is very important. Um, and that's something that we track on an ongoing basis. You know, when I got started in the business 23, 24 years ago, um, when we did plans, they are very involved. And the problem I had with them back then was um, it, it, my clients kind of lost interest in it because they were so detailed and it was very hard to understand. Today, Fast forward, it, the plans are robust because of daily evaluations. We know about them. We can track the investments on a daily basis. So it's, it's very intuitive and it's very real today. So, and, it, and we can kind of massage it as we go along. We have, we have great tools in it, allow you to just kind of slide a bar when you're looking at retirement or a goal. Do you want to do it sooner or later? So those are really the, kind of the core behind it. To answer your question from earlier on, how do you select an advisor? Well, I think the first part would be to see if someone's willing to do that for you. Sit down with you and really help map out what your future is going to be. And then you can start talking about investments. Talk about how some of the things you do tie into that plan. Um, what I find is a lot of advisors out there just want to invest your money. And that's something that you want to first start looking at. Interesting. It, 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 sounds, it sounds like more i mean this sounds like a really detailed personal process and relationship that we would have uh, because for for this planning um and it sounds like it's more of you know just kind of where we're at what our budget's going to be and then where we want to be in the future and then walking through that whole entire entire process um and then with investments as well and it's probably as little or as much as you can and you would probably advise on you know, according to my budget and what, what my plans are, where to start and, and where to end with that. Is that, is that correct? Yes. Um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, it, it's constantly evolving. Um, the beauty behind it is certain goals may fall off some, you know, because, the, you know, the interesting thing is my very first client that hired me is still my client today. And we still do this process to this day. A lot has changed over their lifetime. If you think about 23, 24 years now, um, we started with their goals were educating their kids, trying to get to retirement, um, making sure that something didn't happen along the way that would impede us from having those goals happen. Um, but now today, they're in retirement, their kids are grown, they went through college. Um, so the beauty behind it is it's constantly evolving as we start from the beginning and end towards, you know, retirement and then, you know, Eventually, what do we do past that? Um, so we take it even further on. And the biggest planning we're doing now for that same client is talking about kids and grandkids and great grandkids. 
So the, pl- the process continues on throughout our lifetime. That's interesting that you bring that up because I, I, I've just been going through this because I was talking with um, my life insurance, you know, agent and just planning for that as well. And, and talking about, you know, it, it kind of actually got kind of morbid. It's, you know, like, well, you have to really think about death and you know, what's going to happen with you and your assets after death. You know, how much time is my wife going to need to, to grieve and not work? And, you know, what about the house and, you know, the, the, the dead and, you know, uh, colleges, because my, my kids are younger. Um, but like my agent was brought out that over the next five or 10 years, my lifestyle is going to change. I'm going to have different areas of my life where I'll need to support, you know, my kids will be through college. And, and so it sounds like with the financial planning that, that you do, you look at that, you know, do you look, do you meet with them every year or, you know, every couple of years as the lifestyle changes or how, how, how does that, how does that all work? Well, especially, that's a good question. Um, and you, you, before I even get into that question, you mentioned about you have an agent, uh, an insurance agent. So as an advisor, what an advisor's role, I look at it as kind of being the coach. So um, I'm coaching the team. You're part of the team. You may have other parts of the team like an, an insurance agent or an estate planning uh, a, uh, attorney um, or attorneys. And those are all part of the team. So how do we all work together to achieve the goal? What I find happens often is people aren't talking to each other. We have all these kind of components within our lives, but they're not blending together. That's a great role for an advisor to kind of quarterback all that. Um, Obviously, you know, I can do insurance as well, but that doesn't mean I have to. If you have a great relationship with someone where they're they're helping you with that, that's, that's a... That's a way that we can combine our efforts, um, and, and, and that's something to look at. I love the whole team aspect because getting through, you know, a lot of what, what I do in, in my career, it's all a team. You know, I realized early, early in my career that because I tried to do too much by myself, you know, I tried to control every aspect, and I realized that I was not giving every aspect of my life as much attention as I possibly could. If I developed a team and helped me out in other aspects, then I could put more towards, you know, what I'm really good at and what I'm really strong at because I'm not really strong and good at everything, right. you know? So I love that you bring up the whole team aspect and, and be able to uh, able to work with um, other, you know, people in, in my life that I need to be able to get to, to the goals that I have. Yeah. And let me, you know, and then the second part of it, like you asked, was um, how often do we meet? Well, the beauty is it really depends on you, the client. So for some of my clients, I talk to them on a on a quite consistent basis because they have a lot going on in their lives. They have a lot of questions, whether it ties into their mortgage. Hey, we're considering a, a upgrading our house. How does that fall into our plan? Uh, we're looking at buying a new car. Should we buy a lease versus new? How does that work within our plan? So there's a lot of aspects that we do in our daily lives that I work with. Other clients, I may only see them once or twice a year, but I'm reviewing their accounts on a regular basis where I spend a lot of time on my, in my daily practice is, in, is the investment side of it making sure that the, the investments that we're tracking and we're working on are meeting the goals. So because the market is changing quickly, you know, I use an analogy of when I first got started in the business, the way it used to work, and most people don't realize that to, with today's you know, tech world, is we used to have to put a phone call in if we wanted to buy or sell, say, a stock. 
it would go to Minneapolis, Minnesota, because that's where our back office was. They would go from there to a guy that we had on the New York Stock Exchange in New York, and he would place that order for us, whether it was a buy or sell. By the end of that day, they would know what I bought or sold and what price I would get notified the next day. Today, it happens within a fraction of a second. That's how quickly things have changed. So for a lot of my clients, they, that concerns them. That, that could be a positive thing, but that also can be a negative thing. So we have to be able to be nimble when times are bad out there or when times are good. How do we react to that? And what is the long-term planning so that we don't get caught up in too much of the, uh, the backstory with all of the media? Like, you know, Tony, you and I have talked about before how there's a lot of hype out there. They, all they want to talk about is what is cost, what are returns. And they don't really get into the whole concept of financial planning, which I think is a mistake. That's interesting. You bring up the whole stuff. I don't know. I don't, my investments is in real estate. You know, I don't know anything about, about stocks, but it sounds like you would be one to be able to educate me on, uh, I'm sure I bet we could talk all day about stocks and, and, you know, and I bet it would all determine on where I want to be, how, how quickly I want to get there and how aggressive I would want to invest in these stocks. Is that, is that accurate to say? Yeah, that, that, that's a great way to look at it. Um, what I help with my clients on is really the comfort of knowing what you're doing. Um, a lot of times, you know, people are really kind of concerned about stock because they don't really understand it. Well, I tell people, if we're going to invest in something, invest in something you know. So it could be real estate. It could be um, you, you have young kids. Um, you obviously use soap and, pro and, and tissue paper and things that involve those kids. So Procter & Gamble, a company like that might be something you'd be interested in because you understand that company. Um, for some of my clients, they're very tech savvy. So they understand if it's going to be a Microsoft or an Amazon. So they, they know how to track that. They feel comfortable about what that company does, and that's what they want to be involved in. It really ties into, though, looking at risk, return, and how long we have to, to deal with that investment. So once we understand what our risk tolerance is, what type of return we expect out of it, and what our time frames of how long that money is going to be invested, that I can help you with that to understand where to go with those dollars. Does that make sense? It makes, it makes total sense. I'm going to I'm gonna throw a total curveball at you. No problem. What are your thoughts on cryptocurrency? Yeah, <laughs> I don't understand it enough. Um, I'll be quite frank with you. Um, I use a back office because I'm an independent advisor. Um, my back office does the due diligence on things like that. And currently, our back office is telling me to not be involved in it with my clients. On a um, personal level, I have a very conservative client base. Um, and I would say 98% of my clients, it would not fit their, their kind of risk tolerance. Mm -hmm. So I don't really play in it. Um, I personally don't. Um, I don't understand it well enough. So I would tell my clients, if I'm not comfortable with it, you might not want to be comfortable with it. And, but on the flip side, you know, I have a 27-year-old son, and he, he, all he wants to talk about is that because he's young. He understands it probably better than I do. 
but he also understands the risk to it. And there's not a long track record currently about it. So we don't have a lot of information to go off of. And that's what concerns me most about any investment that I get involved in. Um, I need to have some history. I'm all about data. My background is in finance and I love looking at charts and graphs based on what today and what the past has happened to something I'm going to invest in. Um, And I really look at that information and that history to help my clients. That makes, that makes total, total sense. It, It seems like the wild, wild west with this cryptocurrency. And it just seems like, you know, people are just going into a casino and putting it all on black. We'll see what happens because I've followed it a little bit and I've seen the charts and it's amazing how much swing you can have in a matter of minutes or seconds. You know, you'll see the jump, the chart jump and you'll see, I followed a little bit, a little bit invested just enough to just kind of play with it because it's interesting. You know, it's interesting to see where it was the end of the end of last year and to see where it was beginning of this year. And then, you know, uh, the, the jump it just made, it's just, it's just fun. And I thought I'd ask you since you're into investments. <laughs> yeah. And what I, and what I would conclude on that is, and what I would always tell my client is if you're going to do something like that, make it be a small percentage of your overall goals and your, your dollars that you have so that if you did get hurt by it, it would not get in the way of what you're trying to accomplish within your goals. Um, so I'm all about, you know, I have clients that have little tiny portfolios that that they're doing on their own, perfectly happy with that, help to guide them on it. But of course, you know, because it's out there and we understand and, and, and we want to play around. Some of us have a little more gambling side to us (laughs) than others. So it really just depends on, like I say, what your sleep factor is and how you are about things. How do you make decisions? If you lost it all, would you still be okay? And that's really kind of the bottom line. Yeah. Well, in life, I'm more con- I'm more conservative. So, like I said, just a few hundred bucks I can play with. Just like if I'm going to the the casino, that's that's enough for me. Um. So, you, so how do you like? How did we meet? Do, do are you like? How are you compensated with time? And you know, I I assume. You know, you're putting more time and effort if you're talking to somebody every, you know, once or twice a month versus once or twice a year. How does that work? And and how do I, I do, do you have like certain plans and levels that I would like have a member? Like, I don't know. I don't even know how to like a membership for how, how does that all happen? Well, that's a good question. I, I see you're struggling with that. Um you know, because I've been in the business for as long as I have, I have a book of business. I have clients, like I say, my very first client that hired me is still my client. So, you know, because I've been, you know, I think the average advisor's um, a 10-year history. And since I'm way past that, I guess I'm not the average advisor any longer. Um, I usually have, you know, most of, most of the fees that come to me are um, based on managed accounts. So I manage account um, and I typically charge on an average of 1% depending on the assets. Um, What that includes is all of my time, depending on if you need me on a daily basis, a monthly or or a yearly basis, depending on what your situation is. Um, And even the financial planning that I talk about is included in in that that price. Um, There's times if I do do an insurance policy or an annuity policy, there could be a commission attached to it. Um, You know, like I say, 23 years ago when I got in the business, it was all based off of commissions. Very few uh, dollars that come into my practice today are based on commissions. Um, There's annuity contracts out there now today that I that 
there's no charge to you to get into them. There's no what we used to call M&E fees and things like that. So there's no uh, commission charge to you. I get paid through the annuity company because they're managing uh, billions of dollars within their portfolios and they pay me a percentage out of that. Um, I also do 401k plans. So one of uh, a good source of income to my business is I help companies with their retirement accounts um, and I manage those retirement accounts. So I'm kind of considered a boutique, a small firm. I, do, I don't have a ton of clients. I've kept it that way for a reason. Uh, there's our, there are other advisors out there that have a lot of clients. And from what I understand, they see clients very, very few times within a year. Um, it's more about having a mass amount of assets and less service. I'm more service, less assets. Um, does that help? It, it does. Is there a minimum? So say, say Chris, yeah, I've, got, I've got $300 every month that I want to start investing and I want to see where I can, you know, just start planning with that. Is there a minimum, uh, area or dollar amount or assets that, that I need to have to be able to, you know, to work with you? Good question. What I would typically say is, um, I wouldn't work with you starting on $300. I would say build up your investments. Um, there's great platforms out there through, um, E-Trade, you know, money guide. There's a lot of different uh, places out there you can even through you know capital one or through your local bank build up some dollars to start saving um, and then i would recommend as you got to a certain part um, i typically won't manage under a hundred thousand dollars in my practice moving forward today but that's not to say i don't help like i have clients that have been my clients for years i'm helping their kids who are now adult and i'm actually helping their grandkids um, who are young so it really just depends on the scenario and the situation. Gotcha. And in my in my research here, you know, I keep on seeing the word fiduciary. What 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 is that? What is, what does that relate to? Well, I think it's the best way to explain it is um, having a little bit of skin on the game you know, when you're when you're dealing with investments, having liability tied to it. So um, that role has really changed over the years. Um, I've always considered myself a fiduciary, and I am a fiduciary today. So as an example, on my 401k plans, I am a fiduciary, so I sit on the same side as the business owner when it comes to understanding we have liability here. Um, because the Department of Labor is involved in this, we have to make sure that we do certain things under ERISA rules and how we proceed um, within minutes of our meetings and, and the conversations that we have and who takes care of what. Um, so it's, it becomes more and more. Um, I don't want to make it a big deal because I think the media tends to bog us down with a lot of this information. It's just really about understanding that we all have some risk involved in what we do. Um, and the business, you know, because of whatever it is, has be, is gotten greater as time has gone on, for sure. Well, I, I've, got, I've got just a ton of questions. Like I said, we could probably talk for <laughs> hours, if not the whole day. Is there anything, I know we need to wrap up soon, is there anything that you want to um, highlight that we haven't touched on uh, for the audience? Well, it's really just about, you know, helping people. What, you know, I think I talked to you about this before, Tony, is what um, got me in the business to start with is what happened with my parents. Why I still do this is to help people. Um, 
I'm very involved in a, a, a nonprofit organization called SOFA. They're based out of San Diego. But it was another advisor that th got the idea that, um, you know, the, what SOFA stands for is Society of Financial Awareness, is really trying to help educate the public to understand what they're doing and why they're doing. So that's what today is about. That's tonight I have an estate planning uh, 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 seminar workshop um, up in Marysville at the library that I'm doing. And it's really about talking about education um, because I've been doing 401ks and I do meetings within companies. I've been doing it for almost 20 years now. Um, I really enjoy the education behind it. And I feel that if you as a client coming into my office, you need to feel comfortable about asking any question that comes to mind, even if it's uncomfortable, um, like commissions or how do you get paid? What's your philosophy? Um, because it's all about the education. And I always tell my clients, the more educated you are, the better you are as a client to me because you understand what we're doing. Um, so I encourage my clients to go to workshops that I'm not doing um, just so that they can get that information. They can understand the process so they can be better at asking those questions. Does that make sense? It makes, it makes total sense. What is the best way for people to get a, get a hold of you? Um, I have an 800 number. Um, it's 800-877-2474. And that's probably the easiest way. It ties right into my cell phone if I if someone's not in the office. Um, and I travel a lot. So and I because I do workshops throughout the country, um, if I'm not available, it'll download right onto my uh, um, my uh, uh, what am I trying to voicemail? <laughs> you know, my voicemail. So um, that's the best way. 800-877-2474. Well, thank you, Chris. I really appreciate your time and, and coming in. You've been a wealth of information and I'm excited to work with you in the future. Thanks.